0: Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelley Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 177. Where to start with intimacy issues. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I received an email from a couple and they were really struggling with intimacy and other aspects of their marriage. And they wanted to get some help, they wanted some coaching. And so they sent me this email. And as they started to describe, kind of like what they thought was the main issue. What ended up happening in this email was that one issue led to another issue that led to another issue that led to another. And before long, you could see that even though they wanted this email to be kind of short, to just kind of briefly describe the challenge that they were facing, the main challenge, this email easily became a lot longer than they had anticipated. And all of a sudden, as they were trying to summarize at the end and draw their conclusions, they were like, oh my gosh, this email is so long. And there are so many challenges. It seems overwhelming. We don't know where to start or which issue deserves our attention. And I was like, this is so fascinating because usually when I start working with a couple, it's not through email. It's usually we've had a free discovery session or they've seen me somewhere else and then they reach out and we um, are able to have a Zoom meeting. And so being able to see it actually written out and to see how one simple issue turned into a very almost like mixture of several issues how it just looked even on paper. And I was like, oh, this is really though what happens to couples when they really want to start to improve things and they want to take a step forward, but their brain starts to do this. It starts to to go down the rabbit hole and usually not just in one area, but on multiple areas. And then they start connecting everything. And they're like, oh, it's just too much. It's too big. It's too overwhelming. Intimacy is just so huge. And it would require me to change, you know, really important things about who I am. And it would require my husband to change really big things about who he is. And I just don't think that's going to be possible, right? And we tend to make these conclusions that seem very big and dramatic and impossible. And so we don't know where to start because we think the solution is so big. And so what ends up happening is that we don't get started at all because our brain has done some things. It has made a lot of assumptions and it has become very dramatic, right? Our brain does this. Our brain likes to think in very black and white terms. It likes to think in extremes and it does this on autopilot. And if we're unaware, then our brain, even with its best intentions, can get the best of us. And so what I end up seeing happening is that instead of making even a small attempt to move forward or even just taking one simple step in the right direction, we look at the complexity of what our brain has done by bringing everything to the table and interweaving all of the issues. So we take no steps at all, right? Zero steps forward. And we think, oh, because it's so big, there's there's no right place to start or I don't know where to start or how can we really solve all these problems because one doesn't solve the other. And so without a clear starting point, a lot of couples just end up staying stuck, right? No progress forward. And when we stay stuck in the same place and we are not even even able to make that one step forward, that is usually kind of at the root of depression. If you look at people when they are trying to get help with depression, they're like, I feel stuck. And this means there is no progress, no movement forward. And so, What we wanted to talk about today is clearly defining a starting point so that we don't get stuck in this place of feeling so overwhelmed and that there's no solution or that the solutions are too big that it's going to require each spouse to change who they are on a fundamental level. So what do we do here? What is the solution? The solution here is actually very simple. It's not complicated. It's not big. And it doesn't solve all the problems, right? So what we are looking for is one starting point, a place to start that we can feel good about. And so what I'm going to offer to you today is that I want you to, if you've written an email like this or written thoughts down then take a look at those thoughts. And if you haven't done it, just try to take a look inside your mind at some of the negative thoughts that are swirling around in there and just pick one. Now, some of you are going to be resistant to this idea and like, Shelly, I can't just pick any thought, any of the negative thoughts I'm having, right? It has to be like the thought. It has to be that one thought that's giving me the most problems, that's causing the most damage, that's making me feel the most stuck. It can't just be any of the negative thoughts. What if I pick the wrong thought to start working on? So here is the beauty of coaching, right? You don't have to start with the right thought or that one thought. You can. But you don't have to. And you can actually just pick any of your negative thoughts, because here is what happens. The, the point of coaching is not to find that one thought. It's just to do thought work. And the beauty of what actually happens is that there is magic in the process of doing thought work. There's not magic in finding that one thought, because what if you never find that one thought and you just wait around and stay stuck thinking, I've got to find the right thought to work on? No, no, no. A much more effective approach is just to pick any of the negative thoughts you are having. And what might even make this easier is to pick one of your negative thoughts that actually feels easier, that seems easier to work on, that doesn't seem overwhelming, or one of your negative thoughts that doesn't seem so big or so heavy that it would require you know, complete personality changes. Maybe just picking one of the negative thoughts that's like, okay, well, here's a negative thought I had, but it's. You know, it's kind of like on the outskirts. It doesn't seem as significant. Yeah, that's a great starting point. Start with something that's easy because your brain is going to really let go of the resistance to starting the thought work, to starting the process. Your brain is resisting going through the process because it's, they. your brain thinks it's going to be too big and too overwhelming, and too hard. So if you're able to just pick another thought that's also negative, but an easier one, your brain is gonna be less resistant to actually challenging it, and to actually try doing thought work. And that's a great place to start, is with less resistance to doing the work. So what I want to offer you today is to start with any of your thoughts because here is also what happens as you start to challenge your negative thoughts to whatever degree they are at, you're going to realize that, Hey, I can do this. This wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not as challenging. It's not as difficult. It's not as overwhelming. Hey, actually, I found out that we don't have to change our entire personalities to get real relief and to see and experience real improvement. Wow, that's amazing. When you're able to have an experience with a less intense thought, then your confidence level to actually taking maybe one of those bigger thoughts goes way up, it skyrockets. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I had success with this other thought. I can do this. This actually works. So as you go through the process with even one of the thoughts that you don't think is as significant or as valuable or as important, you're going to realize the value of doing that. And you will even be able to have so much relief in doing these lesser thoughts and challenging them that you'll be able to even get more relief as you take on some of these so-called bigger thoughts and heavier and weightier thoughts. So let's just pick any thought. I mean, honestly, you could take down or write down all of the negative thoughts that you are having about intimacy and write them on a piece of paper randomly, cut them up, put them in a hat and literally just choose one. It is that simple to get started. Just start with one thought. Now, I want to remind you, do not look for the right thought, right? Quote unquote, the right thought, the perfect thought, the biggest thought, the one thought that is at the root of all of our challenges. You don't need to do that to get started. You get started by picking one thought, any thought at all. That's where you start, just being able to do it once. Okay, so I want you to do that. I want you to take the time to actually write out the thoughts. If you really can't just look inside your own brain and pick a thought, write them out. Write them out and randomly pick one and say, this is the one I'm going to start with. And then you start using the self-coaching model, right? You look at the circumstances that you're facing with this negative thought and you challenge this thought. You ask yourself powerful questions like, why am I choosing to think this thought continually? Of all the thoughts that are actually available to me in the universe, and there are literally billions of thoughts we could think about intimacy, why am I choosing to think this thought over and over? And the next thing we can do is increase our brain compassion. Now, why would would we do this? And what does this mean? It means to have an awareness of what our brain is actually doing. Our brain wants to keep us alive. (laughs) Our brain wants us to survive in this world. And so it likes to conserve energy. And one of the ways it does that is by conserving energy on a mental capacity, So it likes to think thoughts that are familiar so that it doesn't have to spend its energy creating new thoughts or thinking new thoughts or challenging these old thoughts because we might need that energy if a bear suddenly comes out of the blue and tries to attack us and kill us. (laughs) Our brain very much operates at this level. It wants to conserve energy so we can have it readily available in a do-or-die situation. This is why our brain gets very dramatic. So we have to intervene on purpose. And one of the best times to intervene is just when we're totally safe, right? When we're just sitting around in the house and or even when we're running an errand. We could just start to do this thought work and say, okay, like we're good. No bears are coming to attack us. This means I can use some of my mental energy to actually address what's going on in my brain. We can start to challenge these negative thoughts. But we want to have the awareness that our brain is doing that and say, oh, brain, I love you. (laughs) Thank you for trying to do your job and thank you for trying to keep me safe. I appreciate you. But now I'm going to challenge you. And now I actually need you to work for me in a way that is beneficial and in a way that actually serves me on a personal level and actually serves my marriage, right? Because these thoughts, these negative ones, they are not helping, they are not serving, they are not beneficial and so that means that they're going to need my attention. So being able to have that brain compassion, it it infuses us with a different type of emotion that's coursing through our body as we attempt to do this thought work. And that type of brain compassion opens us up it opens up our brain it opens us up to the the possibilities of being able to think new thoughts that we've never thought before and those are the ones we need what we don't need are old thoughts that are not serving us that's what we do not need what we need are new thoughts sometimes unrelated thoughts Or thoughts that we've never had before. Our brain really likes newness. And so when we're able to take a few minutes to create new thoughts, our brain is actually really going to like it. It won't be resistant to it. It's actually going to say, hey, this is a new adventure. I've never thought this thought before. This could be super exciting. This could move me forward even one degree. And that is actually all we need. We only need that one drop, that 1% of improvement. Because when we are able to achieve just that 1% of feeling better after we have thought better, that motivates us to actually take action so that we no longer remain stuck. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes our brain, again, will think, oh, I've got to take this crazy action to get out of this place of being stuck with these intimacy issues. I've got to do a thousand things. No, no, that's not the case. Sometimes we just need that one simple, small step to get us out of that depressing feeling of being stuck. So we're just looking for that one drop that makes us feel one percent better. This is the beauty of just picking any thought, because as we work on any thought, that's going to give us that one percent of feeling better, moving us forward. So we want to have that awareness of what our brain is doing and increase that compassion for our brain and what our brain is trying to do. And actually go through that, go through that, allow your body to feel that compassion for your brain. Like, oh, yes, I have a functioning brain and it is trying to do good by me. Thank you, brain. Thank you. (laughs) Allow yourself to sit in that emotion of brain compassion. This is great. Because now you're able to actually feel good about yourself and your own processing, even though you have an understanding that your brain is also thinking negative thoughts. It is for your benefit that it's trying to do that. So when you're able to have that brain compassion, you feel good inside. And now you just know that you've got to do something about it. But because you felt good, you're able to do something about it. This is a great place to be in. Mentally and emotionally. So, the last part of this is to ask yourself what thought can I create on purpose that will actually serve me and my marriage? Right? And if you want one more step of help with that, like how do I create a thought from scratch? Like, I don't even know what thought to think. Ask yourself how you want to feel. I want to feel like this about intimacy. So I'm going to need to have a thought that actually creates that emotion. So if you want to feel like, Let's say you want to feel motivated to initiate intimacy, right? Maybe that's something you're really struggling with on a personal level. Like you never initiate intimacy. And let's say you're not feeling good about that. Then you're seeking to feel motivated, right? The the emotion, the feeling of motivated. So you're going to have to actually create a thought on purpose that feels motivating. And one of the ways that you do that is to actually start trying to craft different types of thoughts. Get some paper out, write out some different thoughts and practice thinking one and see how it feels in your body. And if you're looking to feel motivated, look at those different thoughts that you've written down and see which one feels motivating. And if none of them do, then go back to the drawing board and try some different thoughts. Or if you realize that, hey, when I think this thought that I wrote down, I actually like how that feels. And it's taking me down a path where I feel like I could take some really positive action in this area that we're struggling with intimately. You could do that. It's totally available to you. (laughs) There are lots of options. So, what we're looking for is being able to pick any thought. That is your starting point, any thought. Not the right thought, not the perfect thought, not the biggest thought, not the heaviest thought. Any thought, just grab one and start working on it. Start challenging it and increase that brain compassion and look for that shift in feeling, that shift in your emotional state. Because once you start to feel better, taking action becomes Very easy. So we're looking for that shift, that subtle shift. And again, we only need that 1% shift. And this is what we call like a breakthrough, right? It's like the aha moment where you're like, wait a minute, something is happening. When I work with clients and we're in our coaching sessions, once we start getting into the the self-coaching model, I'm always like, look, it's the third session usually that people have these significant aha moments where they felt different. They felt something unlock. And they're like, yes, I can move forward now. Like I'm, it's easy to move forward. That's what we're looking for is that one subtle shift, that thought breakthrough. And it only has to be that you feel 1% better than how you feel right now. That's all you need. That's simple. Just 1%. You don't need to feel 100% better. Just 1%. Because then that gets you to the next step. Then you can do the next thought challenge that will get you feeling 1% better. So everything moves you forward. You get out of that stuck feeling. That's amazing. That's an amazing place to live. So just remember, you are only one thought away. That's it. You're just one thought away to feeling better and taking all kinds of amazing action. So this next week, see if you can just use as your starting point any thought, any negative thought. Increase your brain compassion and pick a thought that will serve you and your marriage. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will join me again next week.